Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to the Minnesota Fight Night Podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. In this episode, my co-host Sean Strauss takes center stage as he discusses his MinBox initiative. MinBox is a federally and state-recognized, tax-exempt, 501c3 nonprofit to help educate sports fans about Minnesota boxing. A website is under construction now to help catalog fighters, photos, newspaper clippings, and more. I hope you enjoy the episode. And I know you've been doing a ton of research going back and looking at uh, old newspaper clippings and doing all kinds of research about the history of Minnesota boxing. So um, maybe you can fill us in on what you've been up to and um, I guess talk a little bit about your reason for taking it to this next level and sort of making it official with the launch of this um, nonprofit. Sure. Um, I've been doing research for quite a while. Um, just more of a hobby, you know, is kind of the way it started. Um, as a Minnesota boxing fan, I just kind of felt like there wasn't a lot of the good stuff being highlighted. Obviously, I think the, you know, Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame does a great job um, and they have done, you know, um, amazing things inducting good people, but it's a, a one time a year kind of deal. You know, you get to go to the banquet and I mean, granted their website's amazing. I love it. But I just, you know, I talked to so many boxing fans and a lot of them don't know Minnesota fighters. And now granted, I'm still really green to a lot of the fighters as well, um, partially because of my age. And also I think just because of when I got into boxing and when I started doing research. Um, but I love sharing the history. So I started the, the Facebook um, men boxing fan, Sean, and I started sharing as much as I could. Um, and the newspaper clippings wasn't really the plan. You know, when I started, the plan was I was going to start doing a blog um, and the Facebook was going to kind of drive traffic to the blog. And I was going to write and try and, you know, highlight the, the fighters that way. And what I found is um, it was easier and for myself, much more enjoyable um, to kind of do a lot of the, the news clippings and to just share what's factually, you know, been already documented. I, you know, I thought, you know what, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's so many great Minnesota journalists and, you know, um, national journalists that have written about Minnesota fighters. And when I was finding the stuff on these uh, newspaper sites and clipping it and sharing it, um, initially that was just sort of like a supplemental thing. Um, I was also, you know, buying stuff on eBay, like cards or photos and whatever I could get, you know, Minnesota fighters. And I got some cool stuff, you know, over the years and it was neat because I got to share it, but then I also got to give it to some of the local guys um, that are fighters and their families. And um, that was probably my favorite thing that got me kind of sucked in more was the more I shared, um, I think word kind of was getting out about what I was doing and people were, you know, saying, Oh, you should check this guy's page out or whatever. And, um, the next thing I know, I had a lot of family members of the fighters, uh, commenting. And next thing I know, I've got people messaging me, asking me, Hey, do you have anything on this guy? 
guy or, or, you know, so-and-so. And I love that by the way. Um, I know that, you know, it's not uh, easy number one to find all this stuff. And also the, the newspaper sites that I am on, they're paid subscriptions, you know, that I have. Um, so, you know, when I tell people, they, you know, they ask, how are you finding this stuff? You know, I say, well, yeah, I've got subscriptions to, you know, either newspapers.com or newspaperarchives.com. And, but I warn them, I'm like, you know, it's a paid deal. And I even offer them, I'm like, if you want me to look for something for you, and it doesn't have to be boxing related. I mean, if someone had an obituary or, you know, or something or a cool event, like someone, maybe they were like, oh, I played high school, whatever, you know, and, oh, yeah. you know, we went to state or something. Is there, you know, I've done that for friends and looked up stuff. Um, it's just fun, you know, and it brings it home for me. Um, it makes it more enjoyable. And I think that's when I really kind of thought, you know, especially since I was never a fighter myself. Um, I'm just a fan. Um, sticking to the facts, so to speak, you know, and I've gotten, um, I've been, you know, I'll be the first to admit it. I've, I've been guilty of it before. And, and this kind of ties into why I launched the, the min boxes in the past, uh, you know, I kind of got sucked into commenting on live fights and, you know, letting my own opinion kind of get out there a little bit too much. And I didn't want that to be what my page was about, you know? Um, and then on top of that, social media can just be really negative. Yeah. Um, and I want my page to be, you know, a sanctuary, something positive, something where people can come and they, they know they're not going to see politics or, you know, negativity. And I, I don't want it to be um, derogatory or, or, you know, like curse words and stuff like that. I want it to be kid friendly. Um, so, yeah, and I'm friends with a lot of people that post some pretty awful stuff. I'll be honest, you know, that stuff I wouldn't want kids to see. Um, doesn't mean they're awful people, but you know, it's not for, it's not for kids, you know, and I want this to be for, you know, young and old, you know, I don't want anyone to be worried about steering their, you know, friends or family to my page and looking at stuff. So, I, thankfully I haven't had to delete a whole lot of comments or anything like that, but I will, you know, I, I'm just saying that right now. If, if it ever gets to that point, if people are fighting or, or posting bad stuff, I would, you know, I would do, I would erase it for sure. But I was going to quit. I was going to get off social media and I had actually posted that I was getting off social media and that I was going to end the Minnesota boxing, Sean, um, thing and I wasn't going to erase it because I had put so much work into it and um, you know I've had my parents and some of my loved ones and family you know tell me they're like you know you should do that as a business they're like you know you're working really hard at that you know and you're sharing all this stuff and I said no that's not the point I said the point is I want it to be for everyone you know and I you know if I can find a photo or a cool thing it's like I don't care how someone uses it you know, it's not my copyright on it, you know, it's, it's already, and I'm sharing, I'm, I'm very detailed oriented in that where I try to share the publication and the date um, and all that kind of stuff so that, you know, in the photo, I'll have it, you know, say right underneath it, if it's a staff photo or photographer, or whoever it was. Um, sure. I'm definitely not trying to, to steal credit, you know, in any way, shape or form. And if, anything, I think people know it's the opposite. I'm trying to give credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, and we've got, a, you know, many, many great journalists and photographers um, from Minnesota that covered the sport, um, you know, and it's rich history. So 
definitely not trying to usurp them, but I think the statute of limitations on a lot of that copyright stuff is long gone, especially, you know, the stuff I'm posting from like the 1800s, early 1900s and stuff. And yeah. most of these folks aren't around. I think that they and their families are just probably happy that it's being shared, you know, yeah. and that the history is not being forgotten. At least that's the way I looked at it. If I was ever approached by someone that was concerned about that, I would definitely take that to heart and, um, you know, make sure that I'm, trying to do right by the families and all that kind of stuff. If they said, yeah. no, this is our family stuff. We don't want it out there. Um, yeah. But I, I haven't had that happen yet. Um, but anyway, so I, I was reached out to by many um, people. I was surprised actually how many people reached out to me and didn't want me to, to stop. And um, they said, why would you do that? They said, you know, just, just post boxing, you know, like you don't have to look at everything else. And it sounds easy to say, you know, like, yeah, just log on to social media and post this stuff. But the thing is, is um, if I was only posting my history stuff, I think that would be true. But anyone who looks at my page knows I'm also trying to share the current stuff. Um, like with the, all these gyms that are out there, I love the fact that Minnesota has got this renaissance going on right now. And there are boxing gyms all over the state. Um, now I share more than, um, more than a lot, you know, like, I think like Caleb said, you know, he said sometimes, uh, you know, I'm sharing just like everything he, you know, he does. And if I see uh, a gym post something that's cool, I'm going to share it. Now, some gyms are better at social media than others. Um, and some don't post as often. And, and if I'm not sharing your gym stuff, if you're listening to this, um, you know, reach out to me, don't be afraid to message me if you've got something going on it's if there's ever events especially when boxing was going on i want to make sure that i'm highlighting all local events if you've got fighters that you know you want highlighted or if you've got fundraisers going on i'm trying to share all that stuff um, but i'm human you know and i work long hours and uh um, i can't be on social media all the time um, so please don't be afraid to reach out to me um, i want minbox to be a hub you know and one of the guys uh, I will give a huge shout out to is uh, Scott Kelm up in St. Cloud. Um, he, he was definitely instrumental in convincing me um, not only to stay on social media, but to take the next step and to pursue becoming a nonprofit. And the reason for that was to help cover donations. You know, um, he knows that what I'm doing is not free. You know, whether it's purchasing some items for, you know, on eBay every once in a while um, to make sure that our historical artifacts for Minnesota boxing aren't lost, you know, um, or the newspaper subscription sites that I've got. And, you know, I've done a fundraiser um, so far since becoming a nonprofit. Officially, Minbox was launched uh, June 1st of 2020, um, federally and state recognized 501c3 charity. Uh, or nonprofit, however you want to say it. Um, and like I said, and that's so that it's tax exempt and that people can donate and have that for their taxes. Um, I'm definitely not trying to get rich doing this. I'm still in the hole. I'll tell you that from all the things I've done, you know, from, uh, you know, whether it was purchasing some items, like I said, you know, before on eBay or something, but that's like nothing, you know, that's a very small change, but doing the the website filing the you know for the the EIN number and all that kind of stuff in the state that's not too crazy but then when i started doing like the, the trademark stuff um with legal zoom i mean i've spent with the website uh you can do websites in the domains very cheap don't get me wrong um 
but I went through Wix, uh, which was uh, recommended to me by a lot of folks that follow me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm just guesstimating here, but I probably spent like $800, you know, so far just on the website stuff. And that's not including um, the money that I have yet to pay to the girl who's helping me build the website. <laughs> you know, um, I've got an agreement with Carrie. We're going to meet on uh, next Monday um, and start to kind of, you know, um, do some more meetings about that. Like for all the people that don't know, that's, that's the ultimate goal is eventually all these clippings that I'm doing. Um, I want to have a more searchable. It's great on Facebook where I can add a lot of photos and, mm-hmm. you know, people haven't, you know, uh, commented or, complained about it but um i do a lot of partial photos of clippings and that's because on the internet you know or on the computer when i'm looking at it i can zoom in and i can scroll around but when i'm trying to take that one large image especially if it's a long article or if it's like a full page shot Mm -hmm. um the way that that works is it's it's not readable you know you can't read it the the text is blurry um But I, sometimes for historical context, I like to do that. I'll include like a full shot and then I zoom in and I try and get, you know, paragraphs or, or something like that. And it just makes it more digestible. Um, but that also adds to the difficulty in what I'm going to be doing with this website and making all this stuff searchable. So I want to have links to gyms, to trainers, all that kind of stuff, you know, um, the kind of stuff you would expect to find. But then it's going to have lists of fighters and, you know, that's past and present. Um, And then newspaper clippings, photos, whatever I can find on them or whatever gets donated to me, you know, that people want, you know, um, to do that too. If you want to make my life easier and and send stuff my way, which I've had people do. um, Bob Coolidge, love him. Rest in peace, Bob. He was one of those who helped me out with that too. You know, I found some stuff on him. But he also sent me some stuff. Um, and speaking of him, uh, you know, he he's going to be one of the the key people that I'm going to highlight. I'm going to have some sort of my own sort of Hall of Fame. You know, um, maybe I won't call it that, but there is some key people that are going to be highlighted and featured. And Bob is one of them. He sent me a bunch of messages um, on Facebook over the years and told me some great stories. You know, of when you know, he was fighting, um, including one where he was over in the UK and it's really cool stuff. And, um, so I'm going to share that, you know, um, so that that isn't lost. I've got permission from Clayton Don Wilson, um, to highlight his photos. He sent me already a bunch of these excellent large prints that, um, were waiting for me. I asked for one photo of, uh, Mike Evgen and, um, I came home from China, one of my trips out there for work back in 2019, before all this COVID stuff hit. And uh, not only did he send me one photo, you know, he sent me like 12 or something. And they were large photos. It's just really great. And I messaged him recently and asked him if it would be okay if I featured his photos. And not only did he say yes, he said that he might, you know, if he finds time, print out some more for me. So he's going to be one that I want to feature. Less sell now um, in the book they came to fight the uh, the history of the upper midwest golden gloves which is an excellent book I know we talked about in our first podcast um, that is going to be a prominent um, item featured somewhere on the main page of the website with information to get in contact with uh, Chuck Hale's daughter Julie I talked to her on the phone a few weeks ago 
um, and she is the main contact person at Hales Machine Tool um, to get in contact with. So I'm gonna have all of her contact info right there. Um, I know we are going to interview uh, Les. Um, he, his name is officially Lester Sell now, but he goes by Les. He is on, <clears throat> excuse me, it's on his books and everything. Um, he's a really nice gentleman. Um, he left, he was a journalist up in uh, Brainerd um, covering boxing up there. The so much rich history up there. And he also coached golden gloves up there. Um, so he's going to be fun to talk to, but, um, yeah. you know, him and, uh, Chuck Hales, they wrote that, or they got that book together. I know we talked about it before, but stuff like that's going to be featured. Um, I've got some testimonials already that are going to be on there. Um, for me, like I said, it's so important, um, to get this out there for the people that are involved in it. Um, like Jake uh, Wagner, we just did an interview with him for the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. Um, and, you know, he gave me a testimonial. I've got another one from an author over in the UK. You know, I know you and I were talking about how we had like 3% of our listeners were over in Ireland and how cool we thought that was. So if you're in Ireland right now listening, uh, hello, across the pond, you know, we, we love it. Um, yeah. But Brian Duncan, he wrote uh, The Ice Punch, which I haven't read yet. Brian, if you're listening to this, I'm going to get a copy of it. Um, so I've got a, a couple others, you know, and it's just, it's really fun to to see all that, you know. I never thought it would come to this. Um, but at the core of everything, um, I want to try to keep Minnesota boxing in the forefront and not be about me, which is part, part of the other reason why I like you know, sort of segueing away from the Minnesota boxing Sean thing. Like that was more my Facebook, um, more pictures of me, you know, uh, my, my personal life and my family. And this is kind of getting away from that. Um, you know, if it's related to boxing, I'll still put a picture of myself. Like if I went and worked out at a gym or, you know, if I'm hanging out at one of the boxing gyms or one of the events, I'm not going to not post that. Um, but you're not going to see me posting, you know, just the everyday stuff. Um, but anyway, they, uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell, you know, kind of how it got started, um, and, and how I got to where I am. I will say this though, the, the, the newspaper clippings, I never really mentioned how I started looking for that. That was actually because I was looking for clippings on my dad. Um, I know I mentioned in the, the first podcast that, um, you know, I got into boxing because of my dad, uh, my dad, Paul Strauss, he was boxer in the Navy. And I knew that he had boxed um, in Atsugi, Japan. And I went on uh, Pacific Stars and Stripes, um, which, you know, is the military papers. And I found clippings on him. I was like, no way. You know, I found a deal talking about the smokers, you know, tournament, you know, that he fought in. And, uh, and I'm going to print some of those out. You know, um, I've got the clippings. It was, it was neat. It started with that. And I got to send that to my family and show my dad. And he thought that was pretty cool. And then after that, you know, then I find like obituaries and other, other stuff, you know, for family members. And then it just, it just kind of goes from there, you yeah. know, um, but it's fun. I love it. Like I said, I, I work long hours, but it's, um, it's a passion of mine, you know? So for those of you who wonder like, man, either I don't, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I don't, there's probably not anyone out there that says, I wish you would post more <laughs> because I post a lot, but maybe there is. And if there's someone out there that says, I wish this guy would post more stuff, maybe it's a particular genre um, or, or fighter. Um, 
and I totally understand that. Like, I love the old stuff and maybe someone's getting kind of tired of that and they want some newer stuff. Um, and I try and sprinkle that in. Um, but don't be afraid to message me. You know, I'm approachable. <laughs> you know, I'm, And how so. can people find, uh, so the websites, uh, where do they go and how do they find out more? So the website's not up yet. Um, the website's under construction. Um, and because I didn't want to pay, <laughs> like, something ridiculous, it was like $4,000. Like whoever owned Minbox already, I, yeah. you know, you, you can pay like 60 bucks to have someone sort of arbitrate for you and to try and buy the, or get the domain domain for you. And they came back and said, Oh, this is a sweet deal. Like, this is a cheap, you know, like it's only going to be like four grand. I was like, yeah, I think that money could be better. So, you know, used for something else. So yeah. Minbox website will actually like have a hyphen in it. Um, so it'll be like MN hyphen, you know, box. Um, there you go. Com. Add a hyphen and save four grand. That's a good deal. Yep. So I'm not opposed to that hyphen. Um, but yeah, so once that's up in the goal right now, it, you know, it's a very tentative goal. Um, be, because Carrie's getting married. Um, the girl <laughs> who is helping me design the website, um, October is going to be a really busy month for her. So congrats, Carrie, if you're listening to this on getting married. Um, and she's busy too. You know, she's an actress and and she works at the zoo. She does all this, uh, you know, fun stuff, but she's making time to help me out. And I know she's helping one of the fellow trainers, uh, Jeremy uh, Jacobs out too, designing his uh, training website, which I've seen. And Jeremy, you know, looks awesome. If, if my website looks anything like that, it's going to look sharp. So nice. Um, nice. it's going to be a lot of stuff and I'm working on getting some merchandising stuff done right now. Um, because I want there to be some fun stuff too. You know, um, I haven't unveiled the logo yet. Um, I know I've just kind of kept the, uh, the photo that I've used from min boxing fan, Sean, which by the way, if anyone doesn't know, um, I guess I should, you know, it's, it's kind of like a, a, maybe I'll be spoiling it for someone. The, the ring that's in my cover photo is not in Minnesota, <laughs> which is sort of sacrilegious, I guess, you know, I'm yeah. talking about Minnesota boxing and they see that ring and say, well, what, what venue was that? Yeah. Um, that was in Japan. That was my dad's, uh, you know, fighting days. And the photo of my profile is my dad. Um, he's the fighter on the left-hand side. Um, and Mike Steiger is the fighter on the right-hand side. He was from North Dakota. Um, but I do have two logos that were created. Um, one, I think I'm kind of leaning more towards. Um, and that one is in the process of being trademarked right now. Um, and when that's done, then I'll officially put it on, you know, my, my Minbox Facebook page. And then uh, that'll be all over, you know, the merchandise and it'll be all over the website and stuff. So, well, it's very exciting and something that'll be useful to fans just to have sort of a clearinghouse of information there, whether it's historical stuff, current things, maybe some upcoming events, just to keep everybody in the loop of what's happening here all the good stuff, like you said, in Minnesota boxing. And uh, do you see yourself actually um, having any editorial content, uh, writing stories about fights or anything of that nature as well? Or Yes. Um, so a little bit of both. Um, so first of all, uh, before we get to that, I just want to say Jesse Kelly I love you, man. Um, even though I've never officially met you, Minnesota boxing, um, dot com is, you know, is Minnesota boxing. And for Minnesota boxing fans, 
like uh, I was talking to Jason Litzel once, I think he was doing his Facebook live videos and uh, he saw me chime in and he's like, men boxing. He's like, Jesse Kelly's Minnesota boxing. And I said, yeah, yeah. no, I said, and he's right. He's absolutely right. Jesse Kelly is Minnesota boxing. I said, I'm Minnesota boxing fan. I'm like, you know, men boxing fan. And uh, I, you know, I was like, I know who Jesse Kelly is and I'm taking nothing away from him. And yeah. you know, the MN fight news uh, website that's out there. I'm not taking anything away from them either. Um, I love to share their stuff. I visit their website. Um, they're great. You know, I, I'm just trying to add where I think there's maybe a little bit of a void and I don't think I'll be able to probably do the current event stuff better than they do. You know, they've got great photographers, which I think most of the time is probably Jesse. I see him at the fights and stuff, unless he's got someone covering for him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Once it transitioned from you know Minnesota boxing to MN Fight News, I'm not sure who joined the team there. But now they're also covering mixed martial arts and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, I love it. And I'm proud that they do it. You know, it's it makes you know it makes me um, just think that what I can do. You know, I see the possibilities on their website. You know. Um, but like I said, I'm trying to fill a void for what I think is missing. And for me, a lot of that's the history. Um, you know, if, like I said, if a fighter, even if they are in the hall of fame, there's so much history out there, whether it's photos and, you know, news clippings and stories and getting back to your question. Yeah, absolutely. I want to write books. And I know that's how you and I met is because you, uh, you saw me say that, you know, I got this book. It was a Pittsburgh pictorial book from uh, Douglas Cavanaugh, which is amazing book. Great mm -hmm. book. Pick it up if you don't have it. Um, and I would love to do a book, number one, like that. So that's just pictures, you know, and I, with all the clippings that I've done, I would love to do like a Minnesota pictorial book of fighters. Now, his was a little bit different where it was like one photo per fighter. I, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I would, I would have like as many photos as I could get, you know, and get my hands on. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I could do multiple volumes, you know, and just, yeah. You know, but for sure, I could do a pictorial um, easily with the amount of clippings I've got. Um, but in his book, he had one page of text that would accompany the photo. Um, and it was pretty simple. You know, it was nothing too profound. Um, just kind of the facts and a little backstory on the fighters. Um, I could do something like that for sure. I thought about doing something similar to what um, historian in Minnesota Boxing Hall of Famer George Blair did where he had uh, some, I think they call them monographs, basically, or you might call it a zine, essentially, where he took photos and he wrote all this amazing history. And he basically put it, you know, and copied it and then took them and he stapled them together. And I think he did it, you know, with himself and his, his kids, you know, I, th I think they helped him out. I've talked to some of his family members. I've talked to his daughter um, and his stepdaughter before. Um, and I've got a handful of those, um, which are like gold to me, and they're very difficult to find. Um, and with the technology that's out there now, um, I could do something like that, you know, um, and then go to like a, you know, local fights once things start opening up again, maybe set up a table, sell some of the merchandise, you know, that I've got, you know, coming out. Like I'll do the, the typical stuff like t-shirts and sweatshirts and I want to do patches and maybe window decals and all that kind of fun stuff. 
and make it fun. I've got a couple other things I'm not going to say, but I've got a couple top secret projects that I think will be fun that no sure. one else has got out there that'll yep. be neat. Um, but then it, on top of that, if I could come up with something um, like books or text to do, and I know you and I have even talked about possibly collaborating on that because you're passionate about Minnesota boxing too. And that's how we started doing this, you know, with the Minnesota fight night podcast. Um, and by all means, you know, I know you've written a book before, so you've got the experience where I don't. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of exciting possibilities. Hats off to you for doing that and doing that research. And it's uh, much appreciated here, I know, by, by fans like me and, and many others. So, um, well, thanks. I know there, you know, there's so much more I can do. Um, it's a matter of number one, knowing, you know, where to go to find stuff. And that's why, you know, I'm very fortunate that I've been, um, kind of embraced you know by like people like the minnesota boxing hall of fame committee members you know um getting getting calls from them on the phone um out of the blue was uh like a kid being told you know that like uh you know santa claus is here or your favorite sports player or whatever like like that they're on the phone for you and you're just like what (laughs) um you know i've got you know voicemails where i got from denny nelson or or, you know, Jeff Flanagan and, you know, you, you name it. Um, and now finally getting, you know, to talk to Jake too, but all those guys and, and the fighters too, you know, um, getting to say that, you know, on some level, like, you know, I think I'm actually a friend of some of these guys, um, you know, that are in the hall of fame, whether it's, um, you know, Mike Evgen or Matt Vanda, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, it's mind blowing to me where yeah. over 10 years ago when, I got into this. It's like, I didn't know any of them, you know, and yeah. it, that's not why I got into it. You know, I mean, I'm, I got into it because I love it. I love boxing in general as a sport, but I love Minnesota history, mm-hmm. but getting to actually shake hands with some of these guys, you know, pre COVID now, now, now yeah. knuckle, knuckle bump them or elbow bump them, yeah. you know, and getting to see them around town, the, not just them either, like the guys that, you know, the gym owners, the trainers, I'm friends with a lot of those trainers too. Um, you know, my buddy, Alex freeze, I love him and Seiko from uppercut. Um, and when the years that I was working out there, um, it just be, it's becoming more of a community. And, um, like I said, I made me realize that it's just, uh, it's not time to quit. You know, there's so much more to do and that people actually do appreciate what I was doing. Um, like I said, I wasn't doing it for the appreciation. It wasn't about me. Um, but when I was reached out to by enough people where they were going to miss what I was doing, you know, like I, I was told by numerous people that I was one of the positive things that they were looking at on Facebook. Um, Mm -hmm. that made me feel good. You know, I'm not going to lie. It's like, that was, that was nice. Um, and I thought, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't quit, you know, and keep going. More power to you. And I'm looking forward to the launch, the official launch of your website and all the other exciting things that you have planned. So, um, Well, I'm looking forward to, to also, you know, working with you. We've got some, uh, some possibilities, you know, that we were talking about for the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. And, yeah. um, you know, from expanding to actually – you know, going on for a little bit longer, you know, when we started, we were kind of thinking to keep it around 30 minutes. And we've gotten a couple of these guys who are just 
wealths of knowledge, you know, where it just, it, it goes on like uh, talking to Eric um, and, yeah. and to Jake, you know, where yeah. I think, I think we're going to have to probably upgrade, <laughs> like I said, yeah. uh, and, you know, and that's one thing where I think Minbox can come in too, you know, it's like, I'm more than happy to sponsor that so we can do hours or, or whatever. And we don't have to do that all, all the time. I think if we did hour long podcasts, we wouldn't have anyone listening all the time, you know, keep, although I don't know, um, three knockdown rule and some other really popular ones they are always around an hour. Um, we can always break them up into two parts too. Like we, we did with the Jake uh, Wagner, just wonderful source of knowledge. He was just terrific. I enjoyed, I enjoyed talking to all these guys, Eric and, and Caleb and Jamal and, yeah, and we've got some people on deck too for those listening. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been really fun. I know I don't talk a whole lot in the podcast, um, and, and that's on purpose. You know, um, I laughed. I told my dad. I said I I kind of feel like I'm Donnie. I think his name was in uh, Major League. You know, the the color man for Bob Buecher. You know, <laughs> he's like, you got anything to add? It's like, no, not really. <laughs> and um, you I'm know, a big there's. I'm a big believer in when these guys are on a roll, just let them talk. Well, and, yeah, yeah. they're the ones who have lived it. If they're the, you know, if, if they're the fighters or the promoters, I want them to tell their story. You know, it's not about me, like I said. So, um, like with Caleb, obviously, I had a couple things I wanted to ask, like about the beer and some other fun stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll be honest, there's going to be some people that we interview that I might not know about. Like I said, partly because of my age and for those who don't know, I mentioned that before, but I'm 40. So, um, you know, my age will show when we're talking about some fighters, even though I love looking up the really old stuff from Minnesota, that doesn't mean I know a whole lot about it. Um, and even though I post a whole lot of stuff, doesn't mean I know it. Um, it just means that's really what I enjoy. Um, I think because boxing was so different back then, especially when it was a, like, it was illegal, you know, um, yeah. there's more romance to it, you know, the stories of them getting chased by the cops, you know, like Barton and, or no, sorry, it was Michael Dowd, I think, and Gibbons got arrested when they were trying to fight. <laughs> great, great stories. Great. And I just, I, the, the sports writers of that day had just a, a beautiful way with words that you just don't seem to, today it seems like we're, you know, and I'm in the news business, we crank out copy and you try to be um, creative sometimes when, when it's appropriate. But back in those days, they just seemed to really enjoy the craft of writing, and especially some of the sports writers that really came out. And it um, just—I uh, mentioned a story with um, Jake about Paul Gallico and his editor wanting him to spar a few rounds with Jack Dempsey so he could write about that experience. And you just don't see that kind of—I mean, a George Clinton kind of thing, right? You don't see that today, but. Um, no, I just love that stuff. I love reading those old clippings and seeing the old photos. And and, and I learned a lot about when I was researching my book, um, came across some Farmer Lodge stories, which is how I became sort of a fan of his, um, even though he died in 1941. But um, I just saw one story just by way of example that he had, um, this probably was back in the, 20s or early 30s and we know that Farmer Lodge was a wrestler before he came a, became a boxer. Well at one point some guy who considered himself kind of a tough man and he'd go around town and challenge the locals to uh, fight right and whoever could last five minutes in the ring with him or whatever he would he would take on all comers. 
Well, the story goes that the um, this guy, I think his name was Bill Lund, he came into North Branch, which is where Farmer Lodge was from. And as the story goes, the sheriff at the time of, of Chicago County brought in Farmer Lodge as a ringer to take this guy on. And Lodge knocked him out like in just like that, you know, in <laughs> couple, less than a couple minutes. And so, they wrote about this. They had a, a, a story about it in the, in the local newspaper back then. Like I said, it was in the 20s or 30s. and Just fun stuff. I didn't put that in the book. I almost did, but I probably should have. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, when you and I started talking and you told me uh, about Farmer Lodge, you know, I looked him up and I found some clippings on him. And, uh, you know, I saw that, you know, like you mentioned when we were talking to Jake, that he was one of the favorite sparring partners at Dempsey. Dempsey is my, my, my father's favorite fighter. Um, so growing up, I learned an awful lot about Dempsey because my dad, you know, uh, he tried to pattern a lot of what he did after Dempsey, even though my dad learned um, from my grandfather um, who used the Mike Gibbons course and which he actually got from Mike Gibbons. He went over to his gym and got it and Gibbons showed my grandfather some stuff and then he taught my dad. Um, but Dempsey is the hero, you know, and there was a story. Um, I, I'll mess it up. I'll have to, to get it for my dad, but there was a story about, um, I think the radio or something going out during a Dempsey fight. And this is back when they still showed stuff on like the ticker or something like that downtown. And my, I think it was my great grandpa sent my grandpa running, you know, to go find out what had happened by the time I, grandpa got there it was over you know like yeah, yeah. saw the result that like Dempsey had knocked him I think it might have been the Furple fight um yeah when he got knocked out of the ring you know and then yeah. I think the Dempsey radio did. went out or something yeah uh, like I said I'm probably messing that story up but um well, I've heard similar... many stories like that you know over the years from my dad there, I love it there's a similar story about Joe Lewis that a lot of people have heard but the, that when he fought Schmeling in the rematch and of course Lewis annihilated him in the first round but supposedly that fight was being broadcast in Germany and and Hitler was so upset you know Hitler was in power at the time and he supposedly pulled the plug on the radio broadcast before the fight ended when he knew it was inevitable that their guy was going to lose so I don't know if that's a true story or not but that's the story Bert Sugar uh swore one time on tv that it was true so it's uh it's one of those well, boxing legends we know we can't always trust that after the last conversation we had with jake where, <laughs> right. where we know that bert will will embellish if he thinks it's good for his sport and that's not necessarily to say anything derogatory about bert sugar he's great i think it's, you know i think i've told you this before too that whole um that story about the pep and graves yeah. it reminded me of uh what was it? The, the man who shot Liberty balance, um, you know, yes. we're at the end where they talk about when the, the legend becomes fact, you know, you print the legend and you, you know, you throw out the truth even. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I've got a feeling that Bert did that more than once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap it up, I want to mention the uh, recent passing of former middleweight champion, Alan Minter. And he might not be a household name to casual boxing fans, but he did hold the title for a short time. 
in the late 1970s. I believe he won the title from Vito Anafermo um, and then went and, and defended against uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, uh, one of the all-time greats, one of my all-time favorite fighters, defended the title in 1980 in Britain, suffered a nasty, nasty gash under his, I think it was his left eye. The referee stopped the fight appropriately in my view, but then the fans just pelted the ring with beer cans and debris and the announcer complained that he got hit with a bottle and Hagler's corner men were literally forming uh, a protective circle around him to protect him from getting hit with uh, debris but anyway so I think about that when I think of Alan Minter but uh, you know gone gone too soon he was only 69 years old I think he had cancer if I'm correct in that but um, and interesting from a Minnesota perspective too I believe that um, well Hagler um, and Minter both fought a local guy named Doug Demings uh, who I believe oh, yeah. Minnesota Boxing Hall of Fame and so um, kind of a Minnesota angle to that story too so fight that's coming up is uh, the Loma Lopez fight yeah um, you know, yeah. you got any thoughts on that or have a favorite? Obviously, I'm, I'm a, a huge Loma fan. I am as well. I, I, I think I, – I don't see him getting beat. Not to not to take any anything away from Lopez, but Omachenko is just uh, – I think he's the – I think he's the man in that division. We'll see, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, great division. There's lots of guys still, you know, lingering around. I can appreciate um, Lopez's ability and his hunger. Um, sometimes that hunger comes across as just arrogance or, or rudeness, I guess. You know, I think um, Loma is a little bit more professional in my view. But, you know, it's boxing, and that's part of the sport. You see that a lot, you know, the, the bravado and uh, trash talking and stuff like that. Um, like I said, I'm not a fan of it, but um, I know it's going to be an excellent fight. <laughs> I don't care who wins. At the end of the day, I'm watching that fight, and it's going to be great. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not really excited um, for pay-per-view price for the Charlo brothers coming up, yeah. even though that card is pretty well stacked. And I know I mentioned this before where I was always saying that the undercard's got to be pretty darn good. Um, if you're, if you're looking at paying pay-per-view prices, but I think it's something like 75 bucks, yeah. uh, for that pay-per-view. And I'll tell everyone right now, I'll be watching YouTube or, or whatever, you know, I'll be watching the highlights or, or watching Twitter for clips or Facebook, you know, for who's streaming it. Yeah. Um, it's a little too far outside the price range. Well, no. back in the day when the movie theaters were open, and I don't know if they're open now, maybe some of them are. I'm not a big movie guy necessarily. I don't go to a lot of movies at the theaters, but I love watching boxing on, in the movie theaters. I don't know if you've ever done that, Sean. I haven't. They've, on the big screen. Ooh, they've done that recently. Um, mm -hmm. I know they did it for Mayweather fights, and there's yep. been others. I think they might have done it for uh, – Oh, it's it's maybe for a Canelo fight or something, but yeah, I saw yeah. Canelo versus Triple G at a movie theater. I saw uh, Mayweather versus uh, Ortiz when Ortiz did the did the, the Jack butt. Sharkey thing and turned to complain to the referee, and boom, Mayweather yeah. knocked him out. 
I saw uh, Roy Jones and uh, Bernard Hopkins on the uh, big screen. The, their their last match when they're both old guys. So uh, you know, it, well, I think Ortiz bad. actually was trying to comp- or trying to apologize after he had already apologized, and that's when he got nailed by Floyd. Yeah, but I know what you're. I know what you're saying. The um, the big screen does sound tempting. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's a little too tempting just to watch it at your own house. Like we've got a, a projector screen we can pull down um, when I'm watching with my dad. Um, we don't do it too often, but for the big fights, we typically will. You know, if it's, yeah. like, if it's a Pacquiao fight or for the Triple G Danny Jacobs fight, I remember we pulled down the big screen for that one. Okay. Um, you know, so that's kind of fun. Um, well, uh, the first the first Fury Wilder fight is another one I watched in the theaters, and that was a great fight. And just the the drama at the end when they announced it was a draw, and you know you heard the booing, and it's sort of like being there. That's another fight I cannot wait for, and I'm I'm yeah. wondering if it's going to happen. I mean, you, you think it has to happen, mm-hmm. um, sort of like how you think the Canelo Triple G third fight has to. Happen. Well, it depends which of I guess who you're a fan of, whether you think it has to happen or not. I, yeah. I personally think it has to happen. I thought Triple G won the first fight. Um, and even though I'm a Triple G fan, I thought he lost the second fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, I want the rubber match, you know, and mm-hmm. Triple G is not getting any younger. So it might be too late for him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Wilder Fury, I mean, I was not expecting Fury to dominate the way that he did in that second mm-hmm. fight. Um, so to me, that's just like, you don't know, is is that going to be the same way or not? It's sort of like when you watch Carl Frampton beat Leo Santa Cruz, but then Leo Santa Cruz got his number, you know, and him the second time around, you know, you don't know. So I definitely think that fight's got to happen. Now there's talk about Fury fighting Joshua. I think Fury just wants to fight. You know, mm-hmm. and I think he wants the belts. And if you got the belts, he he wants you. You know, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, which I respect that. You know, I think just like we were, when we were talking about uh, Jamal, um, Jamal James here from Minnesota. Um, you know, I made a comment to you because you were gonna try to go interview him, and I said, you know, ask him, does he does he care about getting the Ugas rematch or does he just want the belts? And I said, I got a feeling he just wants the belts. I mean, you know, obviously if you can get both, if you can get revenge against a guy who beat you and get a belt, that's even better. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, I think it's prize fighting for a reason. I think they're they're going for the titles, they're going for the big paydays, and yeah. I mean that's that's the way it should be. I think. Oh, and they both have belts now, so there you go. I hope next time Ugas fights, they don't uh, preempt it on television with a replay of a football game. Oh, the Minnesota Miracle. As much as I love that, sorry if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan or if you're a Minnesota Viking. Mm-hmm. Um, loved that game. That was awesome. Um, but we wanted to watch some boxing that night. Right. You know, we're like, hey, there's a title fight that's supposed to be Fox on PBC. And I yeah. even saw Truex uh, on Twitter, and he's like, Hey, why am I watching the Minnesota Miracle right now? Right. Why, where's Where's PBC on Fox? And um, it sounds like a similar thing had happened, uh, maybe out in Chicago, uh, to some fans out there. Um, I don't know if it what the deal was, but thankfully we were able to see part of it. We got the Fox Now app on our Apple TV, and we were able to start yeah. watching it. And I think we made a mistake because we started over from the beginning, and uh, so we were watching the undercards. 
And then what ended up happening was, you know, we had been watching for quite a while and we thought we were good. And then the app timed out and said, your yeah. preview's over right as the, the main Ugas fight, we you know, was about to start. Okay. Um, so then I was freaking out. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't try not to gripe or do any play-by-play kind of thing on Facebook, but I griped. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. why does it have to be so difficult? And uh, shout out to Jeremy Jacobs, the trainer, like I said, uh, he, he works out of that uh, former uppercut gym, uh, Los Campiones. And um, so go check him out. But he was nice and he did a little Facebook live stream so my pops and I could watch the fight. You know, we wanted there to see go. the Ugas fight. That was great. So thanks, Jeremy. Sure. Los Campiones, I think Hulk Hogan used to work out there and some of the other wrestlers when they were in town. I, I had a membership there way back when in the Stone Age. Um, but uh, I, I do Hulk Hogan once. wrestlers in there. Um, anyway, My dad took me to meet Hulk Hogan when I was a kid. There was, he was here in the Mankato Boat Show, and I got to uh, stand in a long line. You know, my dad, he was so nice to do that. He's like, you know, he knew I was a huge Rocky three fan. And I think when I was little, I actually used to watch like the WWF on Saturday mornings and, sure. you know, with the mean gene and all those guys and oh, yeah. run around and jump on the couch. Like I was a wrestler and stuff. And, uh, no, it was cool. I got a Polaroid somewhere where I'm standing there and you can see Hulk in the background. My dad was just like, man, look at his arms. They're as big as my legs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> huge oh, yeah. guy. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I love Minnesota boxing. Uh, yep. We got, unfortunately, nothing as far as upcoming schedule to date. But after we talk to Eric, it sounds like at least there's a hope that there's something, you know, soon in the horizon, potentially in the works there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to have Eric on again. I haven't heard any news about him, you know, but hopefully he's healed. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, after our interview with him, he had to back out of that fight. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he's healed up and, and healthy and getting strong again. You know, I mentioned that there's a lot of gyms out there and some of them post more on social media than others, you know, so I can share their stuff. It's been a, a goal of mine, you know, since I decided that I was going to start this Minbox thing that I want to try to visit every Minnesota gym mm-hmm. in 2021. You know, if I, if I haven't gotten to you in 2020 and 2021, I want to get there. Um, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of them, you know, um, like I said, which is great. Um, it's going to make it a little bit more difficult, but also make it a little more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, if, you know, like I know Northside, I haven't been down there yet either. I saw some of those guys over at uh, Rice Street, um, sparring a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. That was cool. Um, didn't really get a chance to say hi to any of them cause I was working out myself. Um, but yeah, I want to visit all these gyms. I've been up to Believers, but I want to go back there again. I want to go up to St. Cloud, um, and visit those guys. You know, like I said, a huge shout out to them. They've been my hugest donor donors you know the uh the saint cloud boxing and wrestling club and the downtown gym um can't say thanks enough to them i'm gonna come up there and visit you guys soon uh, i want to get up to duluth um see the jungle gym um i got nothing but love for all these gyms and uh there's many many more and um if you want to get in touch with me um just message me on facebook um, I think my number is on there. Um, but if not, just Facebook message me and uh, we'll set something up and hopefully I'll be seeing all of you guys soon. And if yeah. you, like I said, if you ever want me to share anything about upcoming events, about fighters, whatever, just message me. I mean, that's, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Or we'll have them on the show as a, on a podcast and chat with them. That, yeah. That would- and speaking of that, I guess I could throw a little taster out there, a preview for those guys. So we do have quite uh 
illustrious lineup of people. Like I mentioned that we were going to touch on interviewing Les Sell now. Uh, we have, you know, tentative rough draft, you know, kind of commitments from um, the Nelsons, you know, Denny and Mark Nelson. I mean, it doesn't I'm get any better than that. Them. World-class referees from Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll be awesome. Um, I don't know if they want to do that together or separate, but both of them have made commitments to me that, you know, over the phone saying that they were willing to do that. That's great. Yeah. Um, I know you said that Jeff Flanagan was willing mm -hmm. to come on, the president of the Minnesota yep. Boxing Hall of Fame. That'd be awesome. Looking Jeff, forward to that. Love you, man, um, and all the yeah. work you guys are doing with the Hall of Fame after, you know, Jake left. Um, other than that, um, I did ask the Hales family if there was anyone that wanted to come on and talk about the book. Julie kind of laughed and said that's not her avenue, but she would ask some of her brothers. So we might end up with some of them. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, we want to get back to the fighters, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if Corey Rapice is out there listening, hey, you know, you're more than welcome. We after we talk to Eric, I mean, you've been on our short list that we'd like to try and get in here and talk to you as well. The last one uh, I forgot. Um, it's kind of a controversial subject, which I'm really eager to talk to him. I think we said we would probably talk to him closer to their event. So um, maybe very soon in a week or so will be the guys from uh, Valhalla Combat. Um, they started up their own um, boxing league. So basically, it's an alternative to USA Boxing, and mm -hmm. they just called it ABC Boxing. And they've got their first boxing amateur event, which is coming up at their their uh, their club, their gym there in Fridley. Um, I want to say it's October 11th. I'll be sharing the poster. They shared that with me. Um, mm -hmm. Initially, I was going to try to be involved in that. They had you know offered that to me. So super super thanks to them for trying to include me in that I'm going to have to work that day. So I'm not going to be able to be there. I was going to stream it. Um, but they will be streaming that event and you know, you'll be able to pay to, to watch it. It's not going to be free. Um, but there's some major differences with what they're doing than what USA boxing does. And there's going to be people that like it and other people that don't um, like, for instance, you know, there's not going to be headgear. Um, and, you know, they're not going to use any official um, that's never fought before. You know, there's some interesting things that I think, like I said, that um, some people will think are smart and, you know, and they'll like it and other people will not like it. So, um, but no matter how you, you know, think about it, I mean, it's Minnesota boxing and it's a whole new league um, that's going to be putting on fights. So we definitely need to talk to them and find out what's going on with them. Um, I love it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, it's been good talking again, Sean. Absolutely. And you enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll, we'll chat again soon. Um, yep, thanks for listening, everybody.